Welcome to the Give Them Something to Talk About podcast brought to you by She Tribe. Hello, fam. We are back. We are in the swing of things. We're in January. We're back to just, you know, living out our intentions. Have I been successful? We might dive into that a little bit later into the podcast, but we have so many updates to share. So I'm just going to jump right into it. And I need, yeah. everyone, I need everyone to know that as you will recall, I am a fall seasonal basic, but I'm starting to think my basicness is actually evolving into the spring because new year, new you, new me. And I, over the last week created, or I'm starting to create a vision board. And I've been on the fence about a vision board. First of all, who has magazines anymore? You know, I, I had to go buy print. Right, 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 right. Um, and then I have to cut things out. And it really affirms the fact that like, either are a great cutter and you've known since elementary school or, <laughs> or you can't cut anymore. Like it's, it's not an in-between and I can't cut. Yeah. I can't cut straight at all. Can you? I've never been like the best cutter, but I, I don't feel like I fall. I feel like I'm in the 25 percentile though for cutting for sure. I feel like my first grade teacher should have spent some dedicated time with me when I had little baby scissors. Yeah. Now I have big ones and there's no control. So there's just like so much risk for paper cuts now. Like when you're not cutting paper that often, no. like I use scissors a lot in my kitchen and like to open yeah. packages, but I'm not cutting paper. God forbid. God forbid. It is almost as stressful as when you have to write a handwritten note and like, <laughs> it's like your hand just like, I just loses all strength. Like I literally can't write a handwritten note for longer than five minutes. And I, I like have to work on my hand. They're so it's hard. No, it's hard. I think back to high school when you're like in AP lit or normal and you had to write six page essays timed. And it's like the, the level that was the highest my hand was ever going to reach. That was my Olympics. And now <laughs> there's no more gold. There's not silver. There's not even a bronze. No. It's just, that is why writing thank you cards for like a wedding or oh I my assume gosh, anything Allie. else is a different form of torture. It's no. so hard. No, it's, it's so hard. And I, I don't know what the next generation is going to do. Like we grew up writing and it was important. Now people learn writing and they're like, this is great. I'm going to email everything. Right. So, I remember my grandma was always like, wait, you don't write in cursive. Oh. Like, our, our grandkids are definitely going to write in like robotics. <laughs> Hieroglyphics. Yeah. There's yeah. no more writing. Wow. You know, wow. the fact that it was important for us to learn cursive as if we were in the 1950s, like why in the nineties or early 2000s? Well, I feel like we had to know cursive for like the 19. 19- hundred or like straight up Bridgerton era, right? Like there's, it's not like in the 1950s when our parents, you know, that was around the time our parents were born. Like, I don't think that cursive was, I picture the declaration of independence or like no, you're so the right. Titanic, like yes. I'm not picturing our parents writing cursive, you know? Oh my gosh. I do know. And that is a lost art that will die. And again, like scissor cutting, I wasn't that good in third grade at cursives and it has not gotten better. Like my signature is horrifying. Oh my gosh. So we just like, I had to sign contracts with my new married name. And so trying to write your signature in cursive with a name that you're not used to. That's also how many letters is my last name? One, two. Is it eight? No, it's 11. No. So I just, no, I like go strong on the L, the O, the E, the W, and then I just lose control and just kind of do like a line. So no. it's, it's a, it's a tough life. 
Yeah, the L is the easiest. Then when I get to lowercase vowels, it's just they all, it's like a, a straight, just circle, circle, circle. All the way down. <laughs> it looks like professional and then a like actual three-year-old, the rest, you know, like a scribble. Wait, and before I move on from this topic, I was like in fifth or sixth grade when I realized you could sign things however you want. You don't have to sign with your- right. Right. If your last name isn't fully spelled out, like all good. You can do a little, a little initial action. It doesn't yeah. have to be. Your full drawn yes. out letters of independence. <laughs> I know. Except when then when you uh, sign, like in my case, you sign a Ketuba, which is like the marriage license. Like yeah. that is, that is hung up in our hallway. Like that is where you have to put all of your energy into yeah. those signatures. Because that you're going to look at that and be really annoyed if you don't do it well for the rest yeah. of your life. But yeah, yeah. completely that, agree. That's terrifying. Also, my brother, Travis, graduated from college and they got that like poster board that you sign. And my brother writes in all caps. And I saw a Travis say like, way to go, man, you did great. And I thought my brother was writing to himself. So like I drew a little note and I was like, cocky much? Question mark. And I realized it was his friend, Travis, who also worked. And so now hung on his wall forever. <laughs> is a jerk note from me that says cocky much question mark. So that's yep. what I'm saying. That's why writing on paper is high stress. And I guess we can move away from this topic because I'm getting triggered from that, yeah. that incident. But yeah, I mean, back to your vision board. How are things going? Also, you said you said spring as, as if we're going to forget that there is winter in between, no. which Allie, is fine with me. <laughs> I am manifesting okay. that winter, winter will end, but... I, I did it with a, a couple of friends and it's just so interesting when you're picking out words. So like, for me, there's a lot about like moving forward and charting a new path and like growth for she tribe. And like, that's what my words were focused on. But then uh, my friends were completely different. So we can look at the same magazine and cut out completely different things. And I, I don't usually do it, but I just feel, I don't, I don't know if it's because of 2020, I'm just feeling like a new vibe. Like it's a resurgence. I feel like I can actually be optimistic again. I cut out a green slit dress because I'm going to have a lot of opportunity in 2021 <laughs> to wear an olive green slip dress, but Ooh, olive um, green, olive That's green is such a good color, such a vibe. No, it's such a vibe. So anyway, when it's completed, I might upload it to our Instagram. I now have the stress of glue sticking it on paper and you can't get that back. Like once that glue dries, it's over for you, you know? Yeah. It's so. funny too. Like, okay. So obviously we're 30 and our vision boards are so like your vision board probably looks like a five-year-old made it because that's how we were taught to do it. No. But no. all of these like blockers have yes. like the prettiest, most organized, perfection no. vision boards. Yeah, they're creating it in Canva. And I'm sorry, it's not the same. You have to feel the paper and and just be horrified that you cut out a letter after all that work. So <laughs> yeah. um, that's what's going on with me. Big, big life updates. Mm -hmm. um, Allie, what's going on with you? I've had a crazy few weeks in the new year. The biggest thing that's top of mind is that I dyed my hair dark brown oh and goodness. it was traumatizing. It was everything that I was hoping it wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, let me talk, walk you through my thought process. I have had like a dirty blonde hair my entire, entire life. Always had dreams of going chocolate brown. Always had the dream that like suddenly I would do it and be the prettiest actual model in the world. Yeah. And you know that, you know, that when you've got nothing else going on, you're like, hmm, it's a new year. Also, it's COVID. So like, if you really do hate it, it's not like you really have to see anyone. No. 
But the thing about COVID that I didn't really think about is while you don't have to see anyone, you're looking at yourself so much more because of Zoom calls. You're right. So there's so much more opportunity for me to hate my hair. And so I, I went brown and I wouldn't say like it was the perfect chocolate brown of my dreams, like a chocolate lab. It was more like a ginger spice, um, someone from Gilligan's Island. I'm blanking on her name. It was so fugly. And oh I, I tried God. to like own it for two days and just like, yeah, whatever. It's just hair. And then I, you know, had a quick mental breakdown, went back yeah. to the hair, back to the hair girl where it's now a little bit lighter, but it's still like a weird, um, like golden retriever that has red highlights situation. It was, who knew that like hair actually really impacts your mood? No. It really does. No, Allie, I have been struggling with my hair basically. Even when I was born, I had no hair. I I was very bald. I was bald for a very long time. But that is a lot more normal when you're- (laughs) <laughs> but most people grow hair by like age one. Like I'm talking age three and I'm, I'm bald as like Buddha basically. And I think that just set the tone. And now I've, I've hated my hair ever since. And we're, yeah. it's almost like a bad ex. Like we have varying degrees of acceptance. Like sometimes I'm like, eat, pray, love hair is just hair. And then other times I like to go through photos and just criticize how flat, yeah, my yeah, hair yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I never, I never really had like a ton of issues with my hair, but, but it is such a, topic that my friends like that has come to the surface in the past few years how we all feel like we're losing our hair it's thinning we're unhappy with it and it's interesting because it comes at a time when like there's actually so many I mean probably an overload of products and things that now are like good for your hair and they're saying all those herbal essences and shit that we grew up with putting in our hair is like straight up poison so it makes sense (laughs) that we're the generation that's like all losing our hair by age 30 um But yeah, I just feel like this has become something that ask any of my friends, like something has changed as you enter your late twenties and it just never is the same. So we're just trying everything. Right. And I think when you're in your thirties, cause we are very wise and sage, I will actually next month, I will have been 30 for six months. So wow. I, I, I have immense credibility from August, but I feel like too, the thing with hair is that you just you are undoing damage from your twenties. Like I bleached my hair for 15 years and I was shocked that my hair was falling out. (laughs) You did like hot straighteners every single day. Oh my gosh. The amount of, we used to straighten our hair before we knew there are different heat levels based on hair. So I just maxed mine out, even though I fine brittle falling out hair and just singed it. You would smell the burn. You'd be like, (laughs) Oh, it smells like something's burning. And it's just you walking around school. It was like, no. it was no, really, really, really bad for our hair. And now yeah. we're, we're really seeing the impact. No. And then, so like, that's even more the reason I shouldn't have dyed it twice in one week, because now I am just like at rock bottom, but we, we <laughs> shall grow together. It will grow. It will get healthy. Oh my gosh. Maybe. Yeah. And Allie had that bold move and I've just been seeing, okay, let, I, I just need to let you know, this is a terrible idea, but I have to speak it into the universe is that I really want curtain bangs yes. because <laughs> I had bangs basically until maybe sixth grade. My best friend, Jen's mom cut them in her bathroom. So that gives you a level of perspective. 
and I hated them, not because of the cutting, just because I I have a, a slightly rounder face. And when you have bangs and a blunt bob, it just really accentuates <laughs> my heart-shaped <laughs> face, you know? Yeah. But cool British models are like rocking these fringe curtain bangs. And I just have this idea of like super chic, super cute, like hair up in a high pony. And then I remember what it's like to have bangs when you yeah. shower and don't do them. Yeah. And they are they're, they're irreversible. There's no going, you have to re-shower and retain the beast. And then if you sweat, hmm. you're going to have to get bobby pins like you're in fifth grade and just paste those back. Yeah. I mean, am I working out to sweating? No. I mean, am I literally, <laughs> do I, I've never had more time to do my hair. So I don't know, guys. Again, another big update. The next time we record the pod or the time after, I maybe have a curtain bang girl. I think I, I think that you'd look amazing with those. Like, and I will. Thing. I'm willing for you to take the risk for both no, of us. Ali, it's my turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, up, like, you up our coolness at She Tribe. Like, if one of us has curtain bangs, then suddenly we're very chic. But I'm not willing to do it. You know, <laughs> no, I have to take one for the team, and, and I'm happy to do so. So let me overanalyze that for the next three to four weeks. So. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch base every day Allie, for the next four. <laughs> no, I need to touch base. And also along the lines of things that we're doing in quarantine is I feel like lately there has been a insurgence of good content. Like I oh. thought, I thought it was just last year. Cause like everyone knew COVID was coming, but the level is just getting above and beyond. And I think we should talk about like our top one, top two things we binged. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I think people knew COVID was coming. I think like- I, it's a conspiracy theory <laughs> that Netflix knew. Netflix I, knew. Google it. Google it. Yeah, Google it. I feel like, uh, yeah, this is now the result of people living through almost a full year of COVID and like suddenly the content is coming at us quick and it's amazing. No. So my, uh, let me think, my top two, and I, I know you feel the same about one of them, is let's start with Bridgerton. Oh, Okay, Shonda knew that's what we wanted. As as someone who has completed the series, I have never wanted to wear a corset more in my life. <laughs> I know. I want. You know how when people wear corsets, their boobs are like lifted, but it's not slutty. I need that. No, what was crazy too is like they very. I mean, they were like pretty flat chested, and then they put on that corset, and it was like Victoria's Secret model. No, I I need that, and I don't remember when it was cool to just wear a corset out. Like it was like, ooh, <laughs> she's like a little skank. E. And now I want to wear that, but I need it to be like Bridgerton. I need it covered. I don't know. It's a very, it's like a very, um, flattering look on pretty much most, at least in the show. And then I feel like just seeing people in real life that can pull one off. You're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could go back. It's like curtain bangs. You see someone like, oh yeah, I wish I was that girl, you know? No, exactly. Of course, that sounds amazing until you can't breathe. I love Pirates of the Caribbean when (laughs) Kira Knightley just falls in the ocean and you can't swim. And I mean like a uh, ready-to-wear corset. I don't mean at home. Like I would never torture (laughs) Um, myself like that. Wait, remember when waist trainers were a thing and like or what they were called? Yeah. I couldn't breathe. No, that was like the Kardashians like a a month ago, right? (laughs) The Kardashians are probably the biggest promotion of waist trainers, but I, I mean, never got it. After that. Bridgerton. After, no. Only after Bridgerton, they are. No, I agree. I, I mean, I loved that show. I binged it probably in three days and I, I just, I loved the whole story. I loved that, like, they kind of redid history in terms of races and just hot. I don't, I mean, the, everyone's hot in the cast. Yeah, you know? I really everyone's liked it. Hot. Yeah, that's yes. amazing. 
I, it's the type of show that like, you really hope that two main characters are dating in real life. And Oh yes. And know. did I Google? Absolutely. And of course, of course. They, they have an interview that's okay. But actually you bring up a great point. So I've watched all the interviews between Daphne and Simon. I don't know their real names. And they were like the interviewer was saying like, how, how do you guys not like each other? Or you don't have like want each other because the sex scenes are so believable. It looks like yeah. if they're actually doing it. No, it's I, so confusing. No, I know. And he was like, there's so much chemistry written into the script that it was eat. And I'm like, no, no way. You guys want to do stuff with each other in real life. And I'm not believing you're like co-coat like just like, <laughs> no, the chemistry was in the script. And you know, we don't, and they were saying, but they did say like the sex scenes were like fight scenes. Like they literally mapped them out. Like there were movements, like they practiced everyone as if it was a fight scene. Like can you, had to be somewhere. can you imagine being that no. actress and getting recorded like that? No. I, I just, it's just bold. I, no. I mean, I know that like every actor has that, but still like the, so many actors have been through a sex scene, but something about this like felt very, very open. Like no. you'd see a quick nip slip. It, oh, was, yeah. it was just all out there. And it was, I recommend it. If you're looking for something to binge, yeah. I don't think it's the type of show that like, I watched it with my husband, but I was talking to my mom about it. I'm like, there's no chance Dad would like it. Like, just watch it by yourself. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, okay, that's a banger. And then this is a recent addition and I can't stop talking about it. If Netflix, you're listening, I will totally be a sponsor is Bling empire. Yeah. I know Allie, you are catching up. The, the quick premise is that basically the book crazy rich Asians talked about this lifestyle of, you know, people who immigrated from either Singapore or, or China or Japan, I could go on and on. And, you know, they live these lavish lifestyles that you think are made up. You're like, no way does someone spend $12,000 on a pair of sneakers. Well, they do. And Netflix found those personas. It's not a direct court. It's not like name to name, but there's this population in like West Hollywood, Bel Air situation, and they are crazy rich Asians. Oh, sorry. They're like them. I didn't mean they're literally crazy rich Asians. They're yeah. No, it's, it, it is the reality show of yeah. the movie. Like they found those exact people and it is, it's a quick watch. It's fun. It, you know, I think, I think the best part is that you hear this and you're like, these people are going to be complete assholes. Like they're going to be kind of like rich kids of Beverly Hills vibes, but they're actually really good people. Like they're actually really good friends to each other and they support each other. So you actually want to keep watching and you're not disgusted by the end. You're like, okay, well they have a F ton of money. <laughs> no, like they were the type that at the, at a dinner, like as the parting gift, there's a Rolex at your plate. Oh my gosh. Yes. And they actually, they were complaining because a common gift is a paperweight and everyone's like, I already have a paperweight and yeah. they're all like judging. It's like, you're, you're getting an adult goodie bag. Like why are, <laughs> why are you, <laughs> when you come to my house, what do you get? Like you might get a granola bar if you're hungry on the way out. <laughs> no, I know. Anyway, that is so binge worthy. And then just one more HBO max has been coming out with some killer content and there is a show called Flight Attendant with um, the girl from Big Bang Theory. Kaylee. Yeah. Kaylee Kukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukuk
twist yeah, my arm. I will know? twist it. Like it's time. I've, I've waited 24 hours before reminding you. And I even said to Devlas, I'm like, who did I just tell to watch the wild? Oh yeah. Hope because she's all I talked to. Um, but okay. So those are some good wrecks to get you through this, this winter that we're pretending isn't happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up this concept that I heard on the Instagram, the Instagram, the okay. Instagram. And it's the topic, or I, I should say the, the quote, that the if the mantra, that's the right way to say it. If it's not a fuck yes, then it is a fuck no. Yes. So try to apply this to different areas of your life. The way this came up originally was with dating and specifically like COVID dating, virtual dating, all that, all that stuff. Um, like so many girls would be like, okay, I like him, but it's kind of COVID. I haven't heard from him in a week. I feel like maybe he doesn't like all that shit that you know that your friends say like all day or day. All day or day. And this confidence coach, her name is Serena Kerrigan. Shout out to her. Big shout out. Big shout out. She's amazing. And Hope and I have been following her on Instagram. And basically she says with dating, like if it's not a fuck yes, then it's a fuck no. So pretty much you apply that. If someone's like, oh, I haven't heard from him in a week. Does he like me? Sorry, it's a fuck no. Like if it's yeah. obviously not the best thing ever, then you just need to walk away. And I've been thinking about that when it comes to like she tribe and work and basically anything that you're dedicating your time to. Like if I were to look for a new job, I'm not doing that, but let's say we were like, I'm no longer going to settle for something that's just okay. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you take a job because you're like, it it pays the bills and it, you know, may get me to the next level. But I think going forward, we're at a phase where now we can say, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Yeah, no, I agree. And I even think about, I was thinking about this yesterday as Allie and I work every weekend, I almost said most weekends, every weekend on She Tribe. And I was just thinking about things that were getting in the way of it, right? Like phone calls I had to have, or like doing laundry. And I completely agree. It's like, if you're not, well, no one would say fuck yes to laundry, but in any <laughs> moment, like if you're not like, fuck yes, let's go. I'm ready to do yoga. Like don't fucking do it. Sorry for yeah. the but here we are. You don't know? fucking do it. Or like say it's not COVID and your friend invites you to her bachelorette and you're not all in like, then it's a fuck. No, sorry. I need to prioritize my time. Yeah. Every once in a while, David will be hanging out with friends and I love them because they're a cast of characters. But finally David was like, if you don't want to go, just say no. And I was like, what? I can say no. <laughs> Every time I don't, I've gotten better. David's like, you might be abusing the word no. <laughs> like I said it a couple of times, but yeah. I agree. I agree on food. I agree on dessert. I mean, clothes. Yeah, seriously, why half-ass anything anymore? No. Why go for a relationship that's half-ass? Why go on a trip that you're not that excited about? Yeah. Why buy a shirt that's not a fuck yes? You know? You're absolutely right. Yes, I love her. And if you need any sort of content on being confident or fuck yes, like you should definitely follow her because I think like she is really opening up the door for women to be like confident in your face loud and to, and making these better decisions. Like we don't have to be perfect cookie cutter women who just do what we're freaking told, which I've never done. (laughs) Ask my mom. Yeah, no, I love her. And I think this mantra should really be how you approach the next month. See how it goes. I'm going to see how it goes. Let's do it together. Ooh, let's do a fuck yes challenge. The the only area it's like with food, it's like, I can't always be like a fuck yes. Yeah. Like cinnamon rolls are always a fuck yes. And (laughs) what, uh, like 
what's something that sounds Chocolate bad? Chip no, oh. something sounds bad. Like what's uh, always a fuck broccoli, no. steamed yeah, cauliflower. Like, it's gonna be a fuck no for me. Yeah. Thank you. At least air fry it. You know at, what I mean? No, at least put some olive oil, salt, and pepper, oh, and just yeah. like you know, that's Strong. a little bit. That's a little bit more fuck yes. Yeah, that is a fuck yes. I think okay. The, the last thing I want to talk about is, I feel like. I've always had this mentality of that I'm like the queen of England and everything I do is everyone's dependent on me. Everyone's relying on me. I I could never spare 10 minutes to go to the bathroom because I'm so important that I I have to be available. And finally, uh, earlier this month, aka like probably 15 days ago, I was like, why do I think I'm the queen of England? Like, why do I think I'm so important that I can't take an hour off after work to like I don't know, journal, color, do yoga, call someone I actually want to call. And I just feel like I've been breaking up with this idea, like no offense to me and those who are out there, but we're just not that important. We're not POTUS, you know? Oh my God. It's not that deep. Remember? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Like every single choice you're making, like, it's not that big of a deal. If you take an hour off, it's not that deep, but I, I forgot that's like, that's been well you've been saying it no it's, I know like how, how many mantras can one have but okay oh, I want to I don't want to steal your queen Elizabeth moment because I it. you actually are really good because I feel like you put your phone away and I like well I harass the shit out of hope you guys it's not healthy <laughs> but I am just like always available you're actually yeah. like kind of mysterious in that no, way I really try to after I mean what she tried it's it's affecting my life because I need to be that available but I am just one of those people. I get so stressed out looking at my phone. Like I, I think it's because during the day, like right now I have 90 unread emails and I always feel like I'm behind, I'm behind and behind. And then I get to my phone and like seven people have texted me. I have DMS on Instagram from like Persian princes and <laughs> my, my email, I get probably four emails I need a month. And yet I, I have hundreds. Like yeah. why am I subscribed to like this random company? I haven't bought something for in six years, you know? So yeah. I've been trying and I've specifically been trying with Instagram. Like I, I need to, I broke yeah. up with that. So it's not on my home screen anymore. And I set a limit for 45 minutes and I hold myself accountable. I'm like, there's nothing you're doing on here. That's valuable. I'm not no. doing she tribe research. It's really, there's nothing you know I mean? on there that's valuable. No. So, um, and I will leave you with the final greatest quote of 2021 that I have uh, taken onto my life by the great Cody Rigsby of Peloton. Uh, basically like anytime you show up to a Peloton class and he's like, listen, if you don't hit the numbers that we're going for, it's all good. Like it's not that deep. It's not that deep. So anytime something is just like stressing you out, overwhelming you, I want you to think about if it's, if it's like that deep, does it even really matter? Like relax homie. So, uh, just trying to think through different things. If you feel like the, the dishes, like the, the stress yes. about the dishes sitting right there. Just remember, it's not that freaking deep. Like you'll do the dishes later, relax. So, yeah. and like, if you don't know an answer to a question or like you, you had a conversation that literally made you want to scratch your basically neck off. Like it, it really is not that deep. Like let it, I mean, as, as I, I heard someone say recovering perfectionist, like I'm saying this, about, nothing I do is so important that if I mess it up, my life's over. Yeah. Again, I'm not POTUS. So I, I need to just accept that <laughs> and let it go. Yes. You know? So our three quotes today are, if it's not a fuck yes, then it's a fuck no. no. Yep. Um, you are not Queen Elizabeth or the POTUS. So no. take some time to just like chill. <laughs> and it's not that deep. It's it is not, not that, that deep. deep. 
Yeah, it, it really is. a Oh, wow. I feel like Allie and I've been saying, I do feel like the tide is turning. Are we still quarantined? Yes. Is the vaccine a question mark? Yes. Am I still not exactly wearing my old clothes? Also a yes, but I feel the energy. I feel like it's slow and steady, but it's happening. We're making small shifts. Ooh, in Tony Robbins language, two millimeter shift and you know, your perspective changes. So hopefully that was inspiring or you laughed really hard. I will take either, but um, we'll be back next week with probably more quotes and mantras. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> Have a nice nice week.